This show is brought to you by Podetize, podcast hosting and done-for-you production services that get you heard by more of your ideal listeners. Visit podetize.com to book a free strategy call. That's P-O-D-E-T-I-Z-E.com. Welcome to Pod Tease. Each week, we'll grant your wish. We'll surprise and delight you with binge-worthy podcasts that are sure to become your new favorites. Our hand-picked selection of changemakers, rebels, do-gooders, educators, funnymakers, and more will make their way onto your new and noteworthy list. Do you have a show that you think needs to be featured? Check out our show notes for your chance to be our next Pod Tease. Listening to Stay On Course the podcast by Julie Riga. It's like it's like enjoying your favorite dessert. I always look forward to it. You know, life is full of opportunities for success, but it's also full of ups and downs and successes and failures. A person might be talented, very bright and full of great ideas, but like a lot of us, we can sometimes lose focus. We can drift off course and we can wind up in a ditch. Julie Riga doesn't allow you to do that. With an engaging and down-to-earth interviewing style, Julie takes you on a journey that helps you clearly see your goals, keep your eyes on the prize, and yes, stay on course. This allows you to achieve your goals in both your personal and professional life. One of my favorite episodes is Julie's interview with James Orsini from the Sasha Group an educational and consulting and marketing services company. You know, the business world is pretty fast-paced and effective branding, wisdom, and an unrelenting personal drive all play a role in creating a recipe for sustained success in the market. To make a delicious and satisfying meal, you need to have the right ingredients. In this case, in this episode, Julie and James talk about the ingredients to success in business. So once again, think of your favorite dessert and then think of the experience that you have listening to Stay On Course, the great podcast by Julie Regan. Welcome to Stay On Course with me, Julie Riga. My life has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, but what I know to be true is that when we are grounded in our purpose and savor the sweet moments of life, we are truly a success. Today, you are going to get the ingredients for success because life is salty and life is sweet. Together, let's explore the possibilities of our own lives and learn from thought leaders around the globe. Ready, guys? Let's cook it. Welcome to today's episode of Stay on Course. In this episode, I speak to James Orsini, who is the president of the Sasha Group, a Vanier X company. James works alongside the very famous serial entrepreneur, Gary Vaynerchuk. The Sasha Group provides educational, consulting, and marketing services to help ambitious leaders build strong brands to flex with the times. James Orsini leads the Sasha Group to help businesses reach explosive growth potential. Today, we will examine some amazing ingredients for fast fixes for failure in an ever-changing business world. James, I'm so happy to have you here today. Could you just tell us a little bit about what you do and 
you know, maybe a little bit about your career journey. Yeah, yeah, it's it was an interesting journey. Yeah, I really started in public accounting. I'm a, I'm a New York State CPA. I was an auditor at first, spent some time on Wall Street at Goldman Sachs. I worked for KPMG Goldman Sachs and then found my way into marketing. I started in public relations uh, uh, for the MSNL group. I went to branding for Interbrand. I was in general market advertising working for Saatchi & Saatchi. I was the CEO of a small publicly traded mobile media company called Cedo before finding my way to VaynerMedia and Gary Vaynerchuk uh, about seven years ago. Wow. And explain to me a little bit about what you do in this role that you have. Yeah. So uh, I was originally hired as a chief integration officer for VaynerMedia. I became Gary's chief operating officer as the company was growing. He had an interesting vision. He said, James, I want to create a $500 million independent, integrated international communications company. Can you help me do it? And, And I said, yeah, I can. So off we went. He uh, was about uh, uh, 42 million and a little under 400 people at the time. And we ended uh, last year uh, uh, pretty close to 300 million with about 1,500 people across the globe now with offices in uh, Singapore, Mexico City, and, uh, and London. And he came to me about three or four years ago. He said, hey, James, are you ready to start something new? And I said, well, what do you have in mind? He said, well, I'm on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine. I got 30 million followers and we built a company to service Fortune 500. I don't have a company to service smaller businesses. And he said, I want to name it after my dad for legacy purposes. So that's where Sasha comes from. Uh Uh, And I want you to run it. Uh, That's what we've been doing. And our clients seem to be happy with uh, the services that we're providing. That's amazing. It sounds very exciting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Sounds awesome. All right. So before we get started, to keep with the stay on course theme, tell me, James, what is your favorite food? I am a pasta fanatic. Yeah, you know, give me bolognese sauce, give me vodka sauce, give me pesto sauce. You know, I really enjoy a good pasta uh, almost too much, I must say. I mean, but you are Italian, I assume, correct? A good assumption. Yes, yes I am Italian. We're, we're, we jar our own tomato sauce in the oh. summer. So it's a, it's a big deal. We take our pasta very serious here. There's nothing better than a glass of red wine with a nice bolognese. I mean, that's just... You cannot beat that. You know, and my, my daughter is currently doing a study abroad in uh, Italy as we speak. She's based in Florence. Uh, nice. uh, today, she happens to be in uh, in Capri. But she's talking about, I, I have to get to Bologna so I can get some some true bolognese sauce. Okay, that's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, in Italy, the table wine at the restaurants is the best. You don't need to <laughs> That's exactly what she said. She's like, oh, the Chianti's here are just tremendous. And, I mean, it's yeah. and it's the same price as a Coca-Cola at this point. So you might <laughs> less, as well just, it's less now. <laughs> it's less and better. Uh, look, we could talk about Italian food forever. You, you see the tomato <laughs> here. But the point is, is that there is no better place in the world to eat than Italy. Yes. That's, that's all I have Agreed. to say. Agreed. So today we are going to talk about ingredients for success in an ever-changing business world. And we have been changing and changing these last few years for sure. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so interested and curious to understand your ingredients for success around the ever-changing business world. Yeah. You know, we specialize in the social media platforms, Okay, which we believe has leveled the playing field for all marketers. You know, you don't need millions of dollars to have television commercials, uh, although they help. 
can you can have your information seen on uh, you know YouTube every day is like the Super Bowl. That's how many views are on YouTube every day. It's like every day is the Super Bowl. Wow. So you know we talk about a fail fast, fix fast, learn fast kind of environment where we don't look to perfect the content that we we pull out. We believe that the volume is more important than the piece of art. And there's nothing wrong with this, but it's just a different model. My days at Saatchi, where we would literally try and create award-winning art for our clients. It would take months and months and cost hundreds of thousands and oftentimes millions of dollars to produce. And, and here, you know, it's, it's not unusual for a piece of content to go viral on a TikTok video and have 4 million views in 24 hours. You know, so we lean into the stuff that's working and we walk away from the stuff that doesn't work. And we're constantly testing and optimizing to see, you know, should I, should I change this color? What about this copy? Is, is the length of it too long at 90 seconds? Should it be 30 seconds? And, you know, so this constant tweaking and, and, and retooling in the social media platforms is what we find to be uh, very, very successful in helping our clients reach your audience. Now, in that fail fast optimizing piece, what metric are you looking at that's most significant? Well, we think of it like uh, like a dashboard of a car. You can't just keep your eye on the gas and not look over at the water because you blow the car up, right? So, so they're all little gauges, right? So we look at engagement. We certainly look at uh, likes. We look at comments. We look at shares. You know, all these things add up to a dashboard of success for a particular piece of content. Okay, and then. Does any of that, I'm wondering about conversions. So like looking at something and purchasing something, how do you, how do you measure that? Like it depends on what it is that you're trying to do. Right. So we work backwards from what it is that our clients are trying to accomplish. Okay. If, if what you're looking for is brand awareness, we provide a marketing plan that does that. If you're looking to drive audience, for viewerships, we provide a marketing plan that does that. If you're looking for purchase, we provide a marketing plan that does that. But that also includes, you know, reviewing the the website and is it a Shopify, Magenta, are the pixels firing in the right spot? Why are the people abandoning their carts? Do you have retargeting to actually, you know, those that visited and left, are you, are you hitting them again for, as a reminder or, you know, thing, things like that? What are you capturing on the way in? You know, are, are you grabbing their cell phone number so we can maybe text them uh, uh, some information? So we, we really try to see what it is that our clients are trying to accomplish and then work backwards for that. And by the way, sometimes that accomplishment is big and lofty. Hey, I want my business to be $50 million in three years because I'm going to sell it. Okay, well, that's an approach. We'll help you do that. Or I have no interest in selling it. I want to grow a steady, healthy business that I'm going to pass on to my children after I leave. Okay, well, that's that's a little different of a marketing approach. So you can see all these different scenarios require a different lever to be pulled. Wow, super interesting. What's next? <laughs> we're we're conquering the world. <laughs> it, it seems that way. Yes. So so let's say you you fail, and now you need to fix. So the next one was fix fast, and yeah. so let's talk a little about yeah, that. Yeah. So the failure comes from. The piece of content didn't do what we hoped it was going to do. Okay. So we're not passionate about it. We're, we're not going to, you know, keep jamming it into the system and hope maybe it works. Sometimes, by the way, sometimes it's just 
Well, you released it at three in the afternoon. Did you try releasing it at 9 p.m.? at night because you know uh the people are in bed and they're now scrolling through TikTok at 9 p.m right you know and it it's got a better chance of success with something like that the fixing it is sometimes a minor tweak you know i i tell your audience may not be able to see this because i'm doing this on video but i tell people do you know what this is i'm rubbing my fingers together for ever so slightly and the they smallest say violin no, in the world right <laughs> you know, not the smallest violin but that's the difference between static and beautiful music on a radio dial Right. Sometimes it's just a minor tweak that gets you to the station. You, you don't have to smash the radio to right, get it to come right. out. Right. So the fix is sometimes just a minor, a minor tweak. It could be a color palette, could be a type font in the copy. It's a little nuance. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then you're fixing and then potentially learning, learning fast from what you did. You know, I'm thinking about this, James, because it sounds these these uh, failures, in a sense, are very small because they're they're media assets. So I can I'm just relating it to what we're doing here. It's a podcast, and mm. you know we can fix that fast. But you know what if it's something bigger? What if it's like you know you've run this whole project with somebody, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, that didn't work. Or are you just iterating so much that you are learning so fast that you're not getting to that point. Look, sometimes that's that's where integrity comes in. We want to be able to do the right thing for our clients at all times. There's There's been times where we've actually given money back. Wow. Okay, great. And then learning fast. How does that show up? Yeah, well, when you have 50 clients, you want to apply the learnings that you got from one client to another client, right? So, so why make the mistake on the second client if you've already done it on the first client? You know, when Gary hired me, he said, James, you've made 25 years of mistakes that I don't want to make. Help me avoid the potholes to move faster is what he said. Learning fast. So let's just recap a little bit about this. So basically failing fast. Yep. Yep. We, we talk about uh, operating in a fail fast, fix fast, learn fast environment where you're constantly testing and optimizing to bring the best uh, work forward. We think speed is, is a, a differentiating factor in the success of business. Uh, there, you know, I work with entrepreneurs all day long. There is no shortage of ideas. The shortage is in the execution of the idea. Okay. <laughs> and that you just got to get to it. And what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is they're, they're trying to boil the ocean, as I like to say. Okay. As they start to execute, they think about three or four other things that could bolt onto this. And, and now we're caught in what I call analysis paralysis. We're constantly analyzing and we're paralyzed. We're not doing. So, you know, I think Nike had it right. Just do it. You know, get something out there, put something down, get something on paper, push, push something out on the social and then work from there to fix it, to learn from it, to optimize it, to improve it or to double down on it. If it's working, do it again mm -hmm. if it's working. Exactly. And not be so worried about how perfect it is. What was the quote that you like to use? Yeah, yes. That was uh, Gary when we started the company. He said, the Sasha group will stick a fork in the eye of perfection. And what he meant by that is, look, you're not working with Fortune 500 brands, you know, that have 150 years of legacy in their, you know, Budweiser, Pepsi, Procter & Gamble type brand initiatives. So, you, the, you know, you're working with smaller businesses who, who need to just get on with it. Don't worry about tweaking the content so much that you don't get it out the door. 
you know, and you want to be culturally relevant. You want to adapt quick to things that are happening, right? Like it's no good. We, we have the uh, NCAA basketball tournament going on, you know, now we're, we're, we're up to, we just finished the sweet 16 we're we're getting to the elite eight while well, producing content around that that's perfected two weeks from now is meaningless because you've right. missed the opportunity. Right. So forget about perfecting the content, get something out about the NCAA tournament now because it's relevant. It's what people are talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even with this podcast, I get a little hung up. I'm like, Oh, the audio didn't sound so great, but you know what? I just have to get it out there. You got to just put it out there. You got to put it out there, have people engage with it. You know, hopefully they'll share it. They'll put some comments in it. You need to address the comments that they put in it to show them that somebody's really listening Right. You know, and that's that's how, uh, you know, and the algorithm works that way, too. You know, so you want to get more relevant in LinkedIn, engage with somebody else's content, too. Don't just worry about putting out your content, make an observation, share, share a post, uh, comment in there. It's just something more than just a like or a, or a heart emoji. Awesome. I love this conversation. I really do, because the it's very timely. The idea that we're talking about the ever-changing world that we're in coming out of the pandemic and all of the the culture changes that we're experiencing in companies and and also with our own lives and in each of our lives have changed. And so there you have it, failing fast, fixing fast, learning fast. And James, I want to just thank you so much for your time today. It's been so fascinating. It's my pleasure. I hope uh, your audience uh, gets something from, uh, from our conversation today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Stay On Course. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so Julie can continue serving up delectable experts and appetizing content directly to your earbuds. And remember... Right now, you have the ingredients to be living the life you are meant to live. This has been a production of The Media Casters. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod Tease, a production of The Media Casters. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to discover your next binge-worthy favorite. For more information, visit our website, themediacasters.com, and follow us on social platforms at The Media Casters. This show is brought to you by Podetize, podcast hosting and done-for-you production services that get you heard by more of your ideal listeners. Visit podetize.com to book a free strategy call. That's P-O-D-E-T-I-Z-E dot com.